Welcome to Charged Up Studio Live, where small business owners get charged up for success. Are you a small business owner? Do you find yourself struggling through the many responsibilities that come with the title entrepreneur? Well, we're here for you. Charged Up Studio is hosted by Marketatomy LLC, your prescription for what we call OPA. What is OPA? It's when you become so overwhelmed with the confusion that comes with business ownership that you become paralyzed and ultimately avoid doing anything in hopes it will take care of itself or you put it off till later. Does that sound familiar? I'm your host, Dan Olivo, and each week we bring a business professional eager to charge you up as they talk about the many things that keep you from moving forward with your small business. So are you ready to get charged up for success? Let's hit it. So welcome back to Charged Up Studio, where we navigate the highs and the lows of the business world with the biggest and brightest minds in the field. So today we're continuing our exploration of a subject that resonates with every entrepreneur out there, artificial intelligence or AI. I'm Dana Olivo, your host, and this month's focus is on Mind Matters, exploring the frontiers of artificial intelligence. So, so far, we have had featured guests talking about the different tools such as ChatGPT and the various marketing options for digital design and development. You know, last week we had an interview with Rick Elmore talking about Simply Noted, an AI and robotic approach to mass production of personalized greeting cards. So what does all of these different tools and streamlined processes have in common? Well, today I'm excited to bring a very special guest who is going to wrap this all up in a pretty bow for us, Christina Giacomo. Giacomo, but that's okay. Christina Giacomo is the Chief Philosophy Officer for the Philosophers Philosophers, philosophers. Okay, I had to get that right. Philosophers Council. She holds a master's, a master of science in organizational change management, and she is the ultimate guru when it comes to helping us understand how all of this AI madness impacts business growth. So, without further ado, let's all give a charged up studios welcome to Miss Christina DiGiacomo. Welcome, Christina. Thank you, Dana. Hi, everyone out there. I'm oh, so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I, I'm excited to have you. You know, this has been an ongoing topic in, in many of the, the podcasts that we have done because it's become so popular. But at the same time, its popularity has opened up new hazards that could help, you know, uh, uh, you know hurt our businesses as well. But before we get before we get into the meat of things, um, I have one special question I want to ask you, and I ask this of all of my podcast guests. So are you ready for this? Sure. <laughs> if you could go back in time and give your young self some solid advice, what advice would you give her and at what age? 
don't marry him and uh at uh like 28 oh my goodness <laughs> there's got to be a story behind that that is so funny but if every okay so yeah that would be number one but if everyone's sort of looking for that kind of uh you know lofty um I would I would say I would go back to um the age of seven and I would I would just say to the my seven-year-old self you're stronger than they are yes yes stronger than you think you are that's that's excellent that's excellent no and and it if all of us could believe in what's what our strengths really are, we would be so much farther than where we are today. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm a perfect example of this. So, you know, we learn through lessons learned, you know, and rather than looking back, I even though I asked that question, looking back is to kind of reflect on if I'd known this, then where would I be today? <laughs> so so let's delve into this. And um, I'll, and I'll ask you flat out first, okay? What is AI or artificial intelligence? Let's get let's get a, a a basic understanding of what we're talking about here. So artificial intelligence, and and I'm just to kind of back up. I'm coming at this from a very non technical perspective, so I'm not a developer. Uh, I'm not someone who builds AI tools. So I'm coming at this very much from um, an observer point of view, but also as an end user point of view and just someone who's really passionate about, about the subject matter. So the way I look at an artificial intelligence is it's a, it's a tool that takes existing information and enables you to interact with existing information um, where it learns about this existing information in new ways that allows you to engage with that information in new ways. The learning process, the way the intelligence piece happens um, is somewhat of a mystery for a lot of people uh, and is also somewhat of a mystery for the people who are working uh, with with AI, uh, but and there are different models of how the artificial intelligence actually learns, um, but it is somewhat of um, a very technical process. But essentially, it's a way for um, for technology to learn about information in a much deeper way so that people can interact with information in a much deeper way as opposed to um, the way that we've been interacting with information or data um, or technology in general um, for you know the the past 30 years 40 years yeah but it's it's like um coming out of um a fog per se okay when you think about it okay all of a sudden you have all this information at your fingertips and you as a business owner need to be able to weed through this information 
and customize it so it fits within your business model or within your um, uh, uh, frame of reference of what you're trying to do. You know, and that's, you know, we're, we're delving right into the deep end of this when we talk about AI. So with that being said, let's talk about, okay, what's important to think about as a business owner when it comes to AI? Uh, what are the, the critical components that we need to walk away with that's going to help us, but what's also going to hurt us if we don't pay attention, you know? Sure. So the first thing um, that you have to do as a business owner is just to really understand what's available, like what what is really possible um, and what are the limitations, right? right. Uh, and you know, a lot of people think that AI is just sort of this, uh, is somewhat magic, right? Like you press a button and magical things happen. And it, it it's really not, it's just another tool. And some people would even consider it as like uh, a really sort of um, elaborate automation, right? So I think it's important if you're about if you're a business owner and you're interested in figuring out or learning about how AI could be relevant for your business is just to I mean there's a lot of information out there that's introductory or beginner information specifically for business owners on what AI is and how you know how you should use it. So start with really a beginner mindset. Yeah. But the most important thing is strategy. So you have to think about the what you're using it for, why you're using it, in what way you're going to use it, um, and approach it with a strategic plan. Right. This is no different than thinking about how am I going to approach a digital transformation right. within my organization? Uh, this is no different than how am I going to do a restructuring or what is my employee engagement plan? Every, any new um, initiative within any business requires a strategy. And so AI is no different. Yes. Uh, and so that is my biggest piece of advice is start with a strategy. And so the strategic components are educate yourself on the category or the domain, understand your really short, like really understand, um, you know, go back to the basics, understand, um, you know, SWAT your business, your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, right. um, you know, go, go really you know, revisit all the things uh, in your business that maybe you haven't looked at in, in a while. Um, you know, really understand where you may have some um, opportunities for optimizations right. and, and get all of that down on paper before you even take the next step. So that's well, my, my advice yeah. right there. Oh, and, and you're at, you know, as a strategist myself, you know, anytime you're going to get into any kind of implementation or campaign or anything that you're going to do for your business, you go in with specific questions and um, artificial intelligence, when you think about it, okay, is really like a huge database. 
is what it is. All you're doing, all it's doing is it's pulling information that is out there that other people have thought about or posted or, or whatever is out there. So you're not reinventing the wheel every time. When you have questions or, or let's say you're getting ready to, um, uh, you know, put, put your strategy together for the next year and you want to know, okay, what are some campaigns or, or what are some strategies that I can put into place that's going to help me say, for instance, China decides that it's going to buy up all the steel that's available right now. Okay, what is my best strategy to compensate or to make sure that my company is not going to be hurt by that? And by asking this question out there in the AI universe, whatever you're using, whether it's chat GPT or something like that, you know, you're going to get back a lot of different suggestions. These are all suggestions that people have used in the past, correct? They, 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 put the questions out there, they put strategies together. All you're doing is you are taking advantage of the mastermind of all of these strategists out there, right? That That's correct. And I'd, I'd also look to, love to talk about an internal scenario exactly. where exactly. AI could also be, uh, you know, I, I think about... Um, you know, I did a talk on artificial intelligence and I was speaking with a CEO of a technology company that um, does managed service providing. And what they discovered is they um, uh, used an AI tool mm -hmm. to learn about all the different uh, customer service uh, tickets and uh, troubleshooting needs that right. would come into their company. And the AI then learned what were like the top priorities. Like it began to learn the different trends of the um, troubleshooting needs of the customer service base. And what would end up happening, uh, what ended up happening is then they built a system using the AI to help their customer service reps or their, their uh, tech uh, tech support people to then ask the database or to ask the AI like questions like, hey, I'm experiencing this. And they because the AI had already learned thousands and thousands and thousands of data points on specific, you know, technical troubleshooting issues, the AI would be able to serve up like here are the top five things that might be occurring. And it cut their customer service time and their tech troubleshooting time significantly. So it's not even, I mean, so so that's the thing about where, how AI can help not only um, in terms of uh, being able to mine the external mastermind, but there's a whole opportunity of leveraging your existing company information, um, whether it's your finances, whether it's your customer service database, your sales database, like whatever your internal data is, right. and being able to use that uh, to be able to uh, further, um, you know, extrapolate from that and see what opportunities can lie from that. 
no, you're absolutely right. You know, it's what it boils down to is the fact that, you know, we're in business to service our customers. Okay. And that customer experience is what's critical. And, you know, what you're talking about is mining this data on what do our customers want? You know, what, what is it that they're expecting from doing business with us, whether it's a product or whether it's a service or whatever. And what we're doing is we're pulling from that mastermind or that database of, you know, uh, other other businesses or, you know, or feedback from clients on what they're, they're expecting. You know, um, I've got a, um, I've got a database that I've designed and it's just in the early stages and it's a business health check database. And it, what it does is it assesses existing companies, small businesses across 40 different KPIs, you know, everything from the financial side, the sales side, the marketing side, you know, everything, but they're all interdependent. And ultimately, after we beta test the initial, we're going to build in an AI component to it, which is going to take that customer or that, that user on a journey. Once they answer certain questions in this area, it's going to automatically be able to determine, okay, where are those gaps and give them suggestions on what needs to be, you know, implemented or, or what could be done. You know, and this is what excites me about where AI is going and the processes and the systemized approaches that we can take to basically streamline everything we do in business and cut down the workload that we're having to, you know, put our put ourselves through, you know, um, and and ultimately increasing our profit margins. <laughs> what do you say to? Um, let's talk about the the workforce change here. Okay, let's talk about um, the skills development. You know, so many people out there worry about AI and AI taking our jobs away. All right. But in actuality, we've got to look at it from the other side and the jobs it's creating. Okay, let's talk to that a little bit. Oh, I I, I just absolutely love this question because, uh, you know, I certainly completely understand that there's, there are some there are some things that AI can do that take tasks completely away, right? You know, if I were a copywriter, I would be a little concerned right now, right? Um, if I were a freelance copywriter, however, I have, you know, that's a whole other conversation. I have some advice for those freelance right. copywriters out there, but essentially, um, what happens is when something like this gets introduced into the system, and when I say system, like I'm like talking about labor, you know, in business, what happens is a level of knowledge needs to be built around it, right. a level of understanding and knowledge and utility and the uh, ability to understand how it should be applied in what scenarios it should be applied what determining what is a successful result because of the use of it 
you know, there's all this kind of knowledge that needs to be uh, around it. That in and of itself is is a, a level of understanding and skills that it, it is so exponential that it renders whatever is replaced irrelevant because it it just completely expands that skill set into that new thing. Right. So my, I mean, so, so that's that, that, you know, that's my answer is if you're worried about AI uh, taking something away from you, then either you have two choices. You can either lean into it and figure out in what way it's going to replace you and then lean into how and then figure out like how to become knowledgeable in how it's going to replace you and then become the expert in, you know, if you're, for example, a paralegal and you're worried about how AI is going to render you useless, then become an expert in AI, artificial intelligence for paralegal purposes. Right. You know, then you're then you're indispensable. Because no lawyer in their right mind is going to want to learn about artificial intelligence and and law, like, or using it for, you know, they're still going to need you. So either lean into it or you don't and find something else. But, but that's, that's the thing. So you either figure out how to use this tool to your advantage or, or you don't, I mean, you know, The other thing with regards to skill set with and and AI, especially if you're a business owner, is um, let people play with it. Like let your employees play with it. Um, you know, curiosity and willingness to learn is the new um, is is still the skill to look for in your employees. You they you do not need to have you do not need to train your people in AI development or AI technical skills. And for God's sakes, if you don't have um, if you're not actually developing AI tools or if you are not in the business of developing AI, do not hire a six figure AI person unless you're planning to scale your entire business in AI. There are lots of ways to train your people in simple AI tools um, that are totally low cost or free classes online where they can learn a few simple things that could have such a huge impact on your business and can give them additional skill sets that could have such a great return for your bottom line. You do not have to you know, go now looking for people who specialize in AI, just upskill your people. And especially if you've got people who are like, Hey, this sounds really interesting and really cool. Throw them at it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I love the way you, you, you say that. I, I love what you're saying here because, you know, I think that's critical to understand that AI is just a tool. It is not going to necessarily replace the um the strategy or the the mindset that needs to go behind use utilizing that tool like you were talking about copywriters you know yes ai chat gpt or whatever that can help with the writing concept but it can't help with developing the storyline 
they can't help with developing the plot and you know and everything that goes into writing a story or writing a book or anything like that what it can do is it can help you find the words to express a, an opinion or 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 something like that that you can turn around and readjust and that's where you know i think a lot of people need to understand is rather than a tactical task oriented element, which is what chat GPT or AI can help with, there's still the overall strategic side of things that chat GPT or AI cannot help with. Exactly. Yeah. Nothing can nothing can replace our imagination. It's right. not called artificial imagination. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yes, yes. It's, it's called not- artificial and you know intelligence or artificial, you know, it's 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 just a tool. It cannot replace our humanity. It cannot replace our imagination. It cannot replace our vision. It, you still, there's still, and as a matter of fact, I think one of the things that AI has really forced us to reckon with is just how human we are. Exactly. exactly. And, and so we're actually having, in relation to AI, the mirror conversation that's going on right now is, um, is what makes us human and it's forced us to continue to have that sort of philosophical and ethical and humanistic conversation and reminding us you know about um about what it means to be human and i think that's a beautiful thing yes no and and i love that you know you know you know in the corporate environment or even not in, in not in corporate america but as entrepreneurs you know small businesses or whatever you know, we we take on a leadership role. And a lot of times, especially in the small business environment, we operate in a vacuum. We don't have or we don't take advantage of what we have available to us to interact with other leaders, to, to, to learn from other leaders. So how can I change as a, a, an SMB, a, as a small or medium business leader, and what do I need to do to be thinking about moving forward in the future, not only for my company, but for my employees? How can I take advantage of what AI brings to the table? So I, I really think that this is a mindset. Yeah. Uh, you know, my perspective is that it's definitely a mindset versus an organizational structure uh, response. Right or any sort of others, you know, any sort of, um, how do I say any sort of structural response? Um, this is a mindset approach and really it's to be open-minded. Yeah. You have to be, you have to be open. It, it really, it's, what's interesting is this is so really forced everyone to go to the very fundamental things um, and to uncomplicate everything. What makes a good leader? Be open-minded, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it for you know, be open-minded. Be willing to listen. Like if you've got a junior report who comes to you, as I mentioned before, and says, "I think this AI thing is really exciting, and I think it's really cool." Like, just look at them and be like, "Have at it." Here's a thousand bucks. Go take a class. Come back. Show me what you can do. Yeah. And, you know, be willing to experiment 
you know, I, I'm a huge believer of running like internal mini labs mm -hmm. and mini experiments, especially when it comes to AI, um, you know, have like one, one thing that I brainstormed in preparation for this podcast is social media. This is such an easy lift for your company. Like you can have your team do a little competition with AI on who can come up with the best prompts that come up with the best social media posts that gets the highest engagement. Right. You know, run little mini labs or mini experiments or mini competitions, get creative, um, have fun with this, you know, especially if it's something that's super low cost or free, get the team involved, get your employees involved, get excited about it. Um, you know, certainly you don't want to, uh, divert resources or attention from the day-to-day -day business workings, but I think, you know, um, you have to lighten up a little bit as a leader when it comes to AI, um, if you're, if you're just starting with this and get your employees involved, especially if they're excited, want right. to know how to engage Gen Z, um, yeah hello, like, this is a really great, uh, gateway. Yeah. No, <laughs> AI, that's exactly AI is a gateway drug for yeah. the younger generation. Yes, yes, exactly. You know, um, you, you know, you're absolutely right, you know, and especially right now in the corporate environment where a lot of our older employees have realized that I don't have to go back to corporate America. I can work from home you know, and those kind of things. And, and now we're having to rely on those, that younger generation to come in either in an internship, you know, uh, uh, position or bring them in, in a leadership position that we normally wouldn't have brought them in at. Um, they come with a lot of um, unique and very forward thinking ideas. Uh, I know when I hire my interns, they're out of high school. They're, I'm hiring them out of high school, not out of college, because those high school students are the ones who are really, really delving into, you know, technology and, and where we're at. So there's a lot of scary headlines out there. And we did talk a little bit about, you know, uh, those who think that um, AI might be taking away from their jobs a little bit. But there's another headline out there that we need to talk about, and that is cybersecurity and 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 protecting ourselves as we delve into the AI environment and getting more and more hooked in as as in the Borg, you know, from you know, the Borg sensation where you're getting all hooked up and everything. Okay. How do we protect ourselves from those who want to um to, to bring us down by tapping into our businesses and taking advantage and stuff like that. What are some of the areas that we can use to protect ourselves? Okay. So I'm not a cybersecurity expert. Yeah. So I just want to say first disclaimer yeah. uh, that I'm not a cybersecurity expert. Uh, and your question, there's, I think, several levels to it. There is. Uh, first, yeah. when, you're when you're entering into, when you're using an AI tool, you know, typically these are subscription 
tools or there's like a freemium or you have to hand over your email address or you have to provide some sort of information to get something back. That's pretty standard. So if you're concerned about security, then, you know, talk to your IT people. Right. Maybe they have some suggestions about maybe using a fake account so that you can try stuff out. Um, you know, obviously, if there's an, if you're concerned about data privacy with regards to your inputs or what you're inputting into the AI or the, or whatever databases you're uploading, you know, if you are, have the luxury of an IT person, um, you know, make sure that they, that your IT person contacts the tools IT people um, and see, you know, like there, there might be some, there's, there might be some uh, privacy policies you can, you can vet. I mean, obviously like you have to be, use your judgment. I mean, there are tools out there that are kind of sketchy. Like you can kind of tell that they were created by, you know, someone in their basement, <laughs> like the, the website's got, you know, maybe a, a, a line descriptor and it asks yeah. for your email and there's no uh, customer service or location right. information. Like you, you know, you use your judgment to the extent that you can. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, as these companies are evolving, this is a, they understand that this is a big issue. They understand that right. people are uploading sensitive information. The good news is, that um that there are people who are in the ai development field uh who are very smart right. um, and who uh there's a level of technical you know technical experts who ha and the government who have right. all learned their lesson with regards to social media right who are all now stress testing ai um, bringing in white hat hackers right. to stress test AI. Um, so I feel pretty confident that there are people who understand how powerful this technology is and that are doing their best to make sure that it doesn't get out of control and that it doesn't, you right. know, grow claws on us. Mm -hmm. um, but you just have to use your judgment when using these tools as with any other technology platform. Yeah. And, and you're right. You know, there's a lot of things, you know, I deal with cybersecurity on the government protection side, you know, and things like that. But even on the private side, I'm getting more and more involved in this. But there are ways that you can protect yourself. You know, uh, primarily the first thing is, is understanding, like you said, who you're dealing with. Okay, you just don't go in and just download, you know, your your AI tools without doing your research and doing your 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 due diligence as far as that's concerned. But then, you know, we've also got these, you know, for instance, QR codes. This is one area that is really under attack right now by hackers. So how can you protect your QR codes? This is another area that you can find this information online. How to protect yourself, you know, against hackers hacking into your QR codes and building in a secure system behind the QR codes that you're using. Um, so those are all things that I actually just have another. I'm sorry, uh -huh. Diana. I actually yeah, have a question that just popped into my mind, even though I'm yeah. like I'm a cybersecurity expert. Yeah. 
but if but there's so many tools out there yeah um, and people will probably be vetting or looking through several of them to see what sort of results they get uh-huh so my suggestion actually would be create to create dummy data yeah and uh you know just like uh you know, dummy financial data or dummy user, dummy user database with fake email addresses or fake names, just a little bit, just so you can sign up and see what sort of outputs you get uh, so that you can make decisions accordingly without using actual real data until you can determine which platform or which tool feels good to you and that you've also properly vetted for security. So that way you're not actually using real data on a bunch of different platforms um, and therefore increasing your exposure all over the place while you're in the selection process. Right. No, that's true. That's true. So you know, um, talking, let's get off the negative side of AI. <laughs> let's get off that. You know, we, we put it out there. We want people to be paying attention to, you know, what the, the negatives and the positives are. There's much, there's many more positives that, you know, can help with your business than the negatives, but you still need to protect yourself. Um, and and that's just a matter of, you know, finding, making sure that you have a good IT person behind you, you know, whether they are a virtual IT or an on-site IT. Um, now, the other thing is, is let's say that somebody is just getting started in the the world of AI and AI tools. What would you say is the first place to begin? So I, I would I would definitely start with something small and easy to use. Um, and, you know, that would be helpful for your business. Um, you know, try to do something like that aligns with your business needs. Like don't go off and do like an AI, like bejeweled builder, like games no. builder. Yeah. If you're not, if you're like, you know, not, uh, you know, into games or you just try to find, you know, usually I just direct people to chat GPT. Um, it's, because, so, it's so easy to use. It's, it's just so about asking questions, you know? Yeah. yeah. The other suggestion um, is that I give people is you can follow people on Twitter or LinkedIn that mm-hmm. post all kinds of tips and helpful tricks yes. on how to use chat GPT. Um, and so I recommend following people and these people are so generous. I mean, it's really, truly unbelievable how many free eBooks they post daily. They are so unbelievably generous with all of the things that, um, that, that are helpful in how to use these tools. So I, if you find a tool that you're starting to use, See if you can find an influencer or someone to follow who is really an expert in it and just follow them and see how they're using it. And that'll help you get up to speed. I also recommend something called futurepedia.io, futurepedia, F-U-T-U-R-E-P-E-D-I-A.io, which is basically a directory of every AI tool that's available. Very interesting. 
So yeah. you can go, it's like a Wikipedia, but for AI tools. So you can yeah. go and they have like a search field and you can put in the search like uh, AI tool for photography or, and it'll pull up a directory of all the AI tools that are related to photography. Wow. So that's also a really great resource because you may have a need where it's like, um, I wanna use AI for developing a pitch deck or a presentation. So you can go to futurepedia.io and, and look that up. Um, mm -hmm. So you can search for something that you want and it'll pull up all the relevant tools you can use. No, that's very good. You know, I know that um, there's there's tools out there now that, you know, will actually develop and build your presentation, given, you know, uh, actual PowerPoint presentation, everything, you know, for you to be able to do um, so that you don't have to do it. But that's, you know, there's so many different tools out there. Um, um, the, late, the latest statistic that I uh -huh. saw was that there's about um, close to a thousand new AI tools that are released every two months. Wow. It's amazing. So 500 a month. Yeah. I did get a graphic from one of, uh, one of my colleagues that has, you know, um, the AI tools broken down into like six different categories, design, copy, you know, all of this other stuff. And then within those categories, it's got like a good 10 to 15 different tools that you can use. It's really cool, you know. Um, so there's, you know, the, the, the bottom line is, you know, AI is here to help us in our businesses in the sense where it helps us save money, save time, and uh, be more creative, I think, in our and, and strategic in our processes. So, you know, some of the conversations out there, they talk about will AI tools dumb things down or make everything sound the same at some point? And I'd like to know your thoughts on this. My thoughts, my, my personal opinion is the AI tool is just a tool and it's up to you to customize it with your voice, okay? Or your, you know, but I'd like to hear what you have to say about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I completely agree with you, Dana, 100%. I mean, there's a reason why there's the expression, the cream always rises to the top. <laughs> um, you know, this is why you should shore up two things, your brand uniqueness and tone. So again, AI is forcing people to really do the work of right. understanding their brand, their brand voice, their brand tone. Um, and also if you're working with chat GPT or some sort of, um, content generating, uh, tool or a tool that requires like input or what they call prompts, your prompt generating skills. It's all about um, the more specific your prompts, the more specific your brand uniqueness, your your brand positioning, your brand tone, the more specific, the more specific you are in both, the better. Yes. You're generic in both, you're gonna come off generic. Your yeah. AI tool is gonna be, is gonna give you generic results. Yeah. So and everybody else, 
who's either going to be lazy, doesn't know their brand, doesn't know their positioning, doesn't want to take the time to really do good prompt generating. They're all going to sound the same and they're all going to sound generic. And then the people who really understand their audience, really understand their needs, know their, know their audience's language, know, right. know those deep nuggets of insight. They're the ones who are going to rise to the top and they're the ones who are going to take the largest share of voice and the largest market share. Yep. And that's business. So yep. AI has nothing to do with that. Right. Right. No, you're absolutely right. You know, it's up to us. Like you said, you know, we have to know our brand. We have to know the voice and the tone that we want to put behind whatever we are, whatever the final product is. You know, these tools are strictly that they are tools to trigger our imagination or trigger our, you know, our, our um, creativity, if you want to call it that. So what industries and verticals can benefit the most using AI tools? So I am just, I'm a sort of a solopreneur kind of thought leader and, and AI has just been uh, just a boon for me. So right. I definitely uh, hugely recommend uh, AI for bootstrappers, uh, startups, um, and that's more of a life cycle thing. Right. Um, but where I've been seeing AI a lot lately in terms of verticals is healthcare, legal, wellness, technology, of course. Um, people with a, a lot of marketing and sales needs. So yeah. irrespective of the vertical, but people with heavy marketing and sales teams can benefit a lot. But even if you own a moving company, you can use AI. I think everyone, I think everyone can benefit in some way. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, gosh, I can't even imagine what AI I can do yeah. with streamlining logistics. Uh, well, I know how, yeah. but I mean, I can only imagine um, maybe a logistics person getting their hands on an AI uh, capability could, I can't even imagine that would right. might be fantastic. Right. So I think it I think it doesn't really matter what industry or vertical you're in. Um, I think it's just about experimenting and and having a strategy and just in seeing what's out there. Well, I, I have found myself, you know, I deal a lot in the public procurement side of things where we end up responding a great deal to um, RFQs, RFPs, you know, requests for proposals and things like that. And I was specifically put in after I prompted it with my company's information, you know, and stuff like that. But I will actually put in their questions that they require, you know, within the proposal and have it give me a write-up that I can go and customize in my response to the government, you know, as far as these. So there's a, so many things that you can use, you know. Um, and then one, one more question I have here is, where should I be allocating my budget in terms of the AI expenditures? So, you know, I feel like this is really individual and, you know, uh, dependent on, on the business. But my overall advice is don't put all your eggs in one basket. You know, um, I think... There have been, there's, I've just been seeing a lot of headlines where all of a sudden like CMOs are 
CMOs are like, we're putting all of our marketing budget on AI or, you know, a lot of, there's just been an, an, a, a lot of allocation being put towards AI. And um, that scares me a little bit because yeah. I feel that, um, and, and Dana, certainly correct me if I'm wrong, um, but I, I'm 49 years old. And when I first had got my my first job, one of my first jobs was as a technical recruiter back in like 1998. Mm -hmm. And then I was, you know, around 1999, uh, was working for a company doing network infrastructure services and website building. So I was around when the first dot com bubble right. burst and all of that. Um, and so I've seen a lot of like uh, technology uh, ups and downs and, and have seen how, uh, actual digital transformation happens. And there's always this moment where people think it's happening a lot faster than it's actually happening. Right. Right. No, you're and, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, What's happening right now, and maybe it might be slowing down a little bit, but people are just in this frenzy that AI is here. There's so many tools. There's so much, and it's very overwhelming. We have to get on this. And yes, I do believe that like, if you're not on it, okay, that then you may be- Behind the eight ball. There are people who are just over, in my opinion, way overspending yeah. um, without actually being strategic about it, without actually experimenting. They're putting all their eggs in what, one basket without fully determining what works and what is actually generating results. They're, you know, they're hiring prompt engineers, prompt engineers, people who just ask the thing questions for $300,000 a year. Okay. I want that job. All yeah. right. So um, start with uh, the the freemium the freemium tools. A lot of these tools are low monthly subscription tools. Then scale up and spend the money on things that seem to have the best ROI, that seem to be the best platforms that your team can use. Baby step this. Mm -hmm. um, you know, certainly make sure you're you're doing this the the right way don't get caught up in the hype do not uh spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars out out the gate because this is actually happening a lot slower than you think it is um because that's just the way the technology curve right. happens and technology adoption happens overall yeah no, no, you're absolutely right, you know. And again, we have to keep in mind, these are just tools. They are not designed to, you know, overrun or take over a whole department or a marketing campaign or anything like that. They're not designed to do that. So in, in, in the sense of, you know, fiscal responsibility, when we're talking about, you know, these, these AI tools, keep in mind, okay, What's the time savings that's going to be involved? All right. And how are you going to be able to utilize that to streamline the processes, you know, in the systems and take that into consideration as to determine what you're willing to spend on your AI tools 
in order to do this. And that gives you some kind of parameters, you know, uh, moving forward yeah. with some of my, this. My final thought on this is yeah. just as much as the AI needs to learn about yeah. you and your system, you and your company yeah. also needs to learn about the AI. Yeah, that's and true. Time to do that. Yep, that's true. <laughs> well put, well put. So we're coming up on the end of another episode of Charged Up Studio. And thank you, Christina, for joining us today and shedding some, some light on AI's impact into the growth of our business moving forward. So how can our audience members find out more about you and what you do, okay, and everything you have to offer? I just would love people to connect with me on LinkedIn. That's it. There you go. Just okay. find me on LinkedIn, connect with me. I'd love to hear from you. Okay. All right. Any last minute tips you want to offer? Thank the chat GPT. So yeah. one day um, I was I was working with chat GPT and just for whatever reason, I said, thank you to it. Oh. And I, I was just like, oh, thanks for that. That was really great. And it came back and it said, oh, no problem. If you ever need any more help and, uh, you know, maybe uh, an idea for a framework or and for whatever reason, I hadn't even thought about a framework yeah. for the thing that I was working on. And I was like, wait, so what would a framework? That was my question. What would a framework for this thing be? And it came up with the most beautiful, elegant acronym and framework for the thing that we were, that it was just working on. And yeah. all because of just a simple thank you, it sparked a whole other additional, yeah. piece, <laughs> additional piece of genius yeah. that I can now include in my methodology and in my marketing and it just just from a simple thank you so that's, that's my tip that's true very good very good so this concludes our podcast for today so please leave a review on any of the streaming platforms you're listening to us on or go to charged up studios facebook page and leave a review there charged up studio is the product of marketatomy and marketatomy academy the e-learning system designed specifically with the micro business owner in mind. For more information and to register for our mini courses, go to marketatomy, M-A-R-K-E-T-A-T-O-M-Y dot academy. And that's it for this week. And next week, we'll be back with another exciting guest. But for the time being, thank you so much, Christina, for joining us today and Everybody else, go out and have a Charged Up week. You've been listening to Charged Up Studio Live, the podcast with you, the small business owner in mind, with your host, Dana Olivo. Join us every Tuesday as we bring you valuable tips and insights into many of the topics you don't know you don't know about growing a successful business. Please leave us a review on any of the streaming platforms you are listening to or visit us on the YouTube or Facebook page and leave a review or subscribe so you don't miss another episode. You can also support us through Patreon 
by visiting our website, chargedupstudio.live, and click on the Patreon link. Until next week, go out and have a charged up week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.